Hello and welcome to Couple Skate. Couple Skate, <laughs> the NPR version. Because there's real low energy in this room right now. What a, what a, what a quiet talking today. Yeah, kind of just a little bit melancholy. Not a little quiet. <laughs> maybe somebody had too much sugar yesterday at well, Easter. Maybe all the sugar. <laughs> maybe also like eleven muffins. Can we talk about? For just a second, even though we weren't going to talk about, we didn't talk about talking about this. Wait, but first, I'm Emma Arnold. <laughs> oh, and I'm Jocelyn. <laughs> just Jocelyn. <laughs> Remember, like I don't say daughter. my last name because I don't want, no, I'm kidding. I'm Jocelyn Rob- Robertson. Okay. Um, so, so many people asked me last week, what are you doing for Easter? Which I feel like if you're a non-religious single person with no children, what business do you have celebrating <laughs> Easter? <laughs> It was so weird. Like, I felt kind of like saying nothing made me like a bad person. But I was like, what would I, what would I do Yeah. to celebrate Easter? Well, I'm going to hide some eggs for myself. <laughs> and I made myself a little basket I'm going to hide too. Or... My, my family was out of town. My mom was going to a party that she always goes to. And I was just like, yeah, I'm actually, I got really bummed out because I thought everybody is taking the day off. I am going to go shopping. Because I never get to go shopping, and it'll be Easter, so there'll be lots of opportunities for um, not big crowds. So, everywhere was closed. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Everywhere. Like, Target was closed. Yeah, well, I would assume that it's probably... Really? Yeah. See, I just didn't assume that. Yeah, I would assume everything was closed. In fact, when you said that, I was like, but where is open? I just assumed, like, at least big, I mean, big box stores would be open. I so far I went to Fred Meyer. I feel like even, you know how people were like upset that um, Target and those places were staying open on Thanksgiving and making their employees work. Yeah, but Easter? People were kind of like, eh, whatever. I still want to shop. But Easter, I feel like the like Christian majority would flip their shit. Well, I can understand Chick-fil-A being closed. Yeah. But Target, I just wanted to buy some trinkety trinkets. Hey, they're Easter Grinch. A man came back from the dead. (laughs) Who also wasn't really a man or ever dead. Well, let me tell you. I understand it. By the end of my drive around town, I was ready to crucify someone. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe not resurrect them. Maybe not. (laughs) So, yeah, it was just a big fail. I had to, like, force Dylan to celebrate. Every year I have to force Dylan to celebrate Easter. He hates Easter so much. And I have to be like, we have children. Yeah. And he'll be like, let's not, let's not even, and every year when I go get stuff for baskets and stuff, he's always like, this is stupid. We're not doing Easter this year. Our kids are too old. I'm like, we have a seven-year-old. <laughs> this is pretty much prime Easter celebra- celebratory. Well, and Dahlia, too. She's just like. Yeah. I mean, you have a little, you have a little ginger you can put in an Easter dress. <laughs> right. What do you want? Come Seriously. On, it up. Have you thought about getting a sailor costume for that oh, girl? Oh, shit. <laughs> now I have to. Her dress that I got her was kind of sailor-y. It was blue and white and had little, like a little sailor collar. Oh, yeah. Cute. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. It was very cute. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't want to celebrate it. And then we had the added bonus that this year, my, my parents, we usually go over to their house and my mom was like, listen, we're going to be, of course, they're going to be out of town um, donating all their horse stuff to a Native American riding club. <laughs> Which is everything. If that's if you ever were like, what's your mom like? That is exactly what. Um, but she, they were out of town, so she was like, will you will you host and we'll just show up because we're getting back late Saturday. So we had like fifty people over. Oh my god! But actually, we just were like, I was like, I'm making bacon. Everybody else better bring food. Because we were working tree fort the night why before. Did, why did like, you choose bacon as your as yeah, your contribution? In hindsight, that was dumb because it was a lot of work. Because fifty people's worth of bacon is a lot of bacon. Do you ever do bacon in the oven though? I did it all in the oven. Okay. 
the night before. I did it, cooked it all in the oven the day before, actually. And then I put it in, like, just a pan with foil, and then I heated it up in the morning. Oh, perfect. So it was perfect. Yeah. So it wasn't actually that big of a deal. And I didn't even clean my house. I Good. I was just like, nah, you guys are coming over here. So we hit eggs. We did a whole, the whole thing. And actually, it was really fun. It was pretty low-key, very sweet. My family, we were sitting around having a long and very loud conversation about putting breast milk in your eyes. See? And That's why I can't spell Easter. <laughs> No, it's and more about had, breastfeeding. We had we well, it wasn't about breastfeeding. It's that one of my sisters, how else do you get breast milk? My one of my sister's <laughs> kids had um, conjunctivitis, huh? and she's a super hippie like no vaccinator type, and she refused to go get like treatment for it. And she was like, I just was putting colloidal silver or something, and she was like, it's too bad I'm not breastfeeding anymore. I would have just put breast milk in his eyes. And we were like, just go to a fucking doctor sometimes. And ha- my family is very split on that. Half the family. Uh, they're in the medical profession, they're doctors, they're nurses, and then the other half are just a bunch of hippies who've never gotten vaccinated. My One of my aunts is always like, you're supposed to get mumps. You're supposed to get mumps. And I'm always like, ah! <laughs> so, yeah. So we had some interesting conversations, but we had a good time, and, and everybody was loud and fun. And one, At one point, my uptight brother-in-law said to me, there's a lot of cursing happening <laughs> at this Easter. And I was like, hey, it's my fucking house. <laughs> you want to do Easter at your fucking house? We won't curse on Easter. We also might not come. Also, we're not coming <laughs> to your fucking Easter. You guys live in a 900 square foot house. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a good time. Nice. Good. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, um, this week in Moms, um, I brought in, since we talked last episode, about letters from my mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to be a segue into talking to about the fact that we do have finally a couple skate <laughs> Facebook page. Hey. Actually, we've had it for a while. We just <laughs> never done anything with it. So organized. So if we talk about things and then we say, "Oh, you can go here and see what we're talking about," like embarrassing photos or anything. Yeah. So I'm gonna post um, the picture of the Easter card that my mom drew for Which me. Which you guys, <laughs> you need to see. It is really something. It's so adorable, yeah. and she spent so much time and effort on it, and it's two sided. Yeah. And um, it, so it's really, and the fact that she she drew it, it clearly took a long time to draw. Yeah. But then made it into a card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which she does this every year. Oh, she does. Yeah, that's her. Wow. She always. I have a collection of car, her Easter cards, that's illustrated amazing. Easter cards. <laughs> so you can go on to Facebook.com. <laughs> That's not www. Yes. Okay. And search for couples, skate, two words, <laughs> and the podcast should come up. Cool. And you can like us, yeah. and then you can be the first to know about new episodes, because we'll probably post that there. We're going to start being a little <laughs> more organized in this whole machine. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. And see Mom's Easter card. You have to see it. It is really... Really sweet. What does it say? It's what did you say it was? It's Doctor R. Abbott. <laughs> it's a it's a an uh, bunny doctor. And then, but I, that's he's on the bottom floor, I think. And then on the top floor is the excellent chocolate co. <laughs> and then it shows them making. Now, is that the doctor their... eating the chocolate? I'm not really sure what's happening. <laughs> what the scenario is. You know, I maybe think people can comment what they think. Right. It's it like they're little... making eggs. Um, maybe like a Cadbury egg of some kind. They're filling these eggs with frosting and stuff. And then the doctor is like, maybe he's chewing the eggs. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it isn't he's adorable, though. There's a doctor and a candy factory in the same building. So interesting. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to describe my mother, 
That would be that it. Card. <laughs> that card is her right there. Not sure what's going on, but yeah. it's real cute. But it's very adorable. <laughs> so. Well, that's, that, anyway. now we're organized. <laughs> I don't have a good segue into, we wanted to talk about. What? Um, what candy. We'll just be all, <laughs> Easter, right? Yeah. Candy, huh? Those two things. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had a, a good, um, okay, so this is going to be a new segment. Um, the, I should have listened to that advice. Um, and my, my recent, mm, should have listened to that was, uh, you came and saw me do comedy Saturday yes. for comedy fort for tree fort and uh, hilarious, hilarious <laughs> for some reason, so but yeah. a real weird energy in the room. Really weird. Yeah. 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 It's a weird it, night. It was such a weird night that in fact, earlier I was like, Hey, why don't you not do local comedy? Yeah. Anymore? <laughs> hey, I think you should not do comedy here again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love to see you, but I really feel like your talent is wasted on a real <laughs> garbage team. <laughs> so it, it was a it was a rough it was a little bit of a rough show, and the audience was super weird and tight. And um, I wasn't getting paid for it, and right. so I kind of have a rule with myself that when I'm not getting paid for shows, I do a lot of new material because there's only one open mic a week in Boise, so you don't get a lot of chances to like workshop shit here. So if I'm not getting paid for a show here, I just treat it like kind of open mic and be like, let's try some new shit. Um, and I, before the show, told Dylan, I was like, I have this crazy good joke idea I came up with at three in the morning when I couldn't sleep. Can I run it by you first? And he said yes, and I did. And he said, that's really stupid. <laughs> Don't tell that joke. It's not funny. It doesn't make any sense. Also, it's kind of, it's like borderline weird and offensive. <laughs> not offensive, but just kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um... So it was a joke about Jolly Rancher rappers because I found a pile of Jolly... I had, when I was working at Liquid the night before, I had found a pile of Jolly Rancher rappers behind the curtain and I just felt like there's nothing more ominous than a pile of Jolly Rancher rappers because they're such a gross candy, you know? Like nobody's... It's not like a a taffy that you're eating because you're in a good well, mood. Well, how would you, I mean, that would take you like a good four hours to make a pile of wrappers, wouldn't yeah, it? I mean, like, you would have to be that's what you aggressively eat. sucking. I, that's what, the, what I was trying to convey in this joke is like, that's what you eat when you're sitting in a tower waiting to snipe a bunch of people as you sit and like, and you're waiting to kill someone and assassinate someone. You eat a bunch of Jolly Ranchers to keep your throat from getting dry <laughs> so that you can yell something. I don't know. But, like, I just, I when I found him, I just really felt like, God, it kind of encapsulates the energy down here right now. <laughs> just this pile of, I, I just picture someone rage-eating Jolly Ranchers. Just, but you got to be careful with Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. Every time I've had one, I'm like, I'm going to choke on this. Yeah. This is a choking candy. They're a danger candy. <laughs> they're, sh they're shaped just like <laughs> your windpipe. And it could just go down there. Yeah. And then you, you're dead. They also get very sharp. Yeah. Very fast. Shardy. Yeah, they get sharky, exactly. <laughs> and they start to kind of like cut your tongue. Uh -huh. or And if you bite it on accident, yeah, you could lose a tooth for sure. Like they stick Or they teeth. stick, yeah, yeah. And then you're like uh, trying to dislodge it and the you can't. The worst kind of sticky. I don't know who invented those. No, but they're a bad candy. They're I agree. Not, I, all hard candies are kind of bad candies except for maybe like a Werther's. Maybe you're standing there eating a pile of Werther's because you missed And a Werther's would go a lot faster because it yeah. has that dairy in it. Which makes it kind of melty. Yeah, yeah. So that's a ha that's a happier candy. Yeah. But the Jolly Ranchers, for sure, you're sitting and you're eating them, and you're like, I fucking hate this place. I'm gonna burn it to the ground. And so you're like waiting to get your courage up. Um, so I did a joke about that. Right. And it did not go well. <laughs> and Dylan was right, and I probably <laughs> should have listened to him. I because I was saying like, I I wanted to be like, 
uh, the point of it was like if if uh, you checked the car of the guy who went in and shot up that Planned Parenthood recently, there's a it, it is a white supremacist candy. Is my point? <laughs> it is an angry white supremacist candy, uh, an anti-abortion candy. Is that's the Jolly Rancher? Uh, it's like the Chick Fil A of candies. Yeah. And, and like if you went, you'd see this little pile of Jolly Rancher in his car next and to his gun know. case, that's and you'd be for like, sure. oh, this yeah. guy's the shooter. And the crowd didn't really feel that punchline. You know, here's the thing about that crowd. <laughs> they were a bad crowd. Yeah. You know, it was like a really weird energy. And I felt it throughout the whole night. And it had I don't think it had anything to do with your joke. I think that everybody in there, like there was, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just not very sophisticated about crowds. But it was really, really mixed. Like the guy sitting next to me was like that tall, rangy, um, like, white guy in blingy jeans who had like he's clearly been an alcoholic for so long he's pickled <laughs> and he's on his like he's on a date with somebody who's going to be his fourth wife yeah a, a, a christian mingle date. yeah yeah and yeah. the guy was Farmer's dumb only. as a post like he only really got the like basest of jokes oh he he probably loved the guy after me then the guy who did all the i beat my kids yeah shit. so but then it was like there was bridal shower, and then there was kind yeah. of like um, then middle-aged moms, and then Shreveport people in the back who were like, like there yeah, to like see the hipster, yeah, like hipster was, indie types. It was a weird so I don't crowd. know. It just yeah, it's, I don't think I don't. So think, maybe it's not my Jolly Rancher joke. Maybe. Well, I think you could develop that Jolly Rancher joke and really make it sing. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna for just to prove Dylan wrong. There's actually been a several jokes that I've put a lot of work into just because he's like, that's a bad A one. spite joke? A spite joke. Good. Because like, that's a bad one. I'm like, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll write the shit out of this. And now it's amazing. And yeah. Um, speaking of Jolly Ranchers, do you know which one of the Jolly Ranchers that's red that tastes like Chinese barbecue pork? What? There no. is one. I don't know what it is. And I've, I remember getting it as a kid because I had a teacher that would give those out as like prizes. Ugh. And I remember it being like weirdly delicious and also like psychologically kind of messing with you. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's that one still exists. Um, I the, the, <laughs> it was like time, one of those. Remember when they did those kind of like mystery flavors kinds of things yeah. with candies? Well, they have a bunch of new flavors, and the only time I ever oh. eat them is when I'm at my accountant's office, mm. and they're in a jar, like on his. Um, speaking, I mean, speaking of a white guy who probably could snap and shoot up. Place. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, he's a wonderful, super nice guy, but I just, he kind of has that look about him like, mm-hmm. yeah, you might snap someday. And he's an accountant too, so, you know. Um, he, he has a jar of them, and I, whenever I'm there, I end up eating them, even though I'm like, I hate these, mm-hmm. but they're there, and I'm nervous because I, I don't want to talk about how little money I make, and so <laughs> I'm just like, eh, I'm going to eat a bunch of Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> That's really how I feel about most candy. It's the only time I'm, I'm eating it is when I'm in some sort of uh, crisis yeah. situation. I don't even like candy. I don't either. But like yesterday, uh, it was around because all the kids' Easter right. baskets were around. And I just walked by every time and like ate a handful of something, and I'm like, I hate this. I hate myself for eating it. Yeah. So unsatisfying. And then you get like this weird like sugar, like instant sugar rush because you don't eat much sugar yeah so then it kind of makes you feel sick every one of my kids had like a massive meltdown yesterday every kid was like at some point just like i was like do you think it's maybe because you had too much candy no no it's because i'm really sad like oh okay so remember that next time somebody calls you out on pms emma 
you think it's PMS? No. No, fucking what? No, it's not me. I have strong feelings about this. Perfect PMS fight. Um, Dylan and I had a massive, massive. So Thursday, we didn't have the kids all day because they went with their grandparents. Spring break. We didn't have the kids. We had the whole night to ourselves. Right before we get into bed, we're about to turn off the light. We have a massive fight about making beds. I mean, the kind where you're like, I'm fucking sleeping upstairs. We're never talking again. Maybe this isn't such a good idea. And it, he went, like, partway through, was like, do you feel like maybe this could be a little bit because you're a little sensitive? And I'm like, no, I'm not sensitive. You're a jerk. And later, men cycle, too. You know, they say that yeah, yeah, men yeah. get into sync with you and their testosterone lowers and, you know, dips and stuff when you are PMSing. So we were both PMSing. Later, we apologized to each other because we were both like, that eh, was a... Even when, it was one of those fights, even when you're into it, you're like, this is so stupid, but you're in. You right. know, you can't pull back and be like, you know what? You feel underappreciated. I'm tired. Let's no. just let this go. It's Forget like, no, it. I've always held these strong opinions about <laughs> bed making. <laughs> so I'm curious, what side do you fall on? Okay. So because I'm looking was, over and your bed no, is not made. It wasn't about general bed making. Oh. It was it was that we were having a comedian come and stay with us. Oh. And I had meant to make up the room nice for him. Right. Um, but we had gotten because the kids because the kids were gone, we had hung out all day and done like a bunch of stuff. And so I never had a chance to do that. So right as we were getting into bed, I said, Hey, um, when you get up in the morning, because he had to go to work the next morning, but I didn't. And I was like, Hey, when you get up in the morning, can you just because the guy was getting there at nine a.m. I was like, can you just make the bed real quick so it looks like I changed the sheets? I'm sorry, Scott. I didn't change the sheets. <laughs> but I'm like, will you just make up the bed and throw a towel on the bed so it looks like somewhat hospitable? And he was like, if I have time. And I was like, it'll take you like a minute and a half. Go up there, pull the sheet up, plump the pillow, put a towel on the bed. And he was like, I might not have time. And I was like, why wouldn't you just do it? And he's like, why can't you just get up before nine and do it? And I'm like, because I'm going to fucking sleep in. And he was like, well, I have to get up for work. Why should I? And it's just one of those like just spiral massive arguments that turned into like, well, you don't ever appreciate me when I do blah, blah, blah. Well, you're trying to say that I never do anything. And it's just a huge, huge fight. Um, but in the end, I, I was like, I was like, because he was like, fine, I'll just do it in the morning. And I'm like, you can't. And I went upstairs and did it all myself. Oh, good. But then at, even <laughs> as I was doing it, I'm like, I could have just done this from the very beginning when he was like, if I have time, I could have just went upstairs and I'm like, well, fuck you, I'll do it then. But instead we decided to have a, like you decided to just burn it down. Burn it down. Burn <laughs> that's it usually what down. I do. In fact, that's always what I do. <laughs> and, and if like, I see a crack, I'm going to shove some kind of a wedge in there and just pry it open. Pull it apart. Yeah, until it's just just gone, dead. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it, and it like it was one of those where you sleep on total opposite sides of the bed and you're totally furious with each other and then. Even around four in the morning, you start being like, oh, God, are we being idiots? We're being idiots. And the next the next day, we didn't really talk about it until he got home. And then he was like, I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, me too. That was a pretty dumb one. But. Um, so it was Scott's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he's never coming but again. But part of it is, is like, I, I do have, I wouldn't make my own bed. But I stay in a lot of weird places for comedy. And it's always the worst when you show up somewhere and the people like, don't really want you there. Right. And you f can feel that they're, you're putting people out. Like, I hate that feeling. Right. And so I want to, whenever anybody stays with us, and we have quite a few comedians come through, I always try to make it seem very hospitable and, like, 
make the bed. I usually change the sheets, but I just didn't have time. But I make like clean everything, and I put a towel on the bed, and usually like even water bottle on a granola bar, and just like so that people are like, oh, I'm welcome to stay here, um, because I hate that feeling. But then I realized like, well, then that's my like that's my issue, and I should go make the fucking bed then instead of being like, hey, babe, go make that bed. But then Dylan was also like, yeah, I could have totally done that. I was just being stubborn. Like, so mm-hmm. I, I'm so hospitable that I have a second bedroom, mm-hmm. which I have refused to put a bed in because <laughs> I do not want people to come and stay with me. Really? Well, like, I don't mind. Like, I do have some friends from Tucson that if they came to stay, like, I would I would make, make a plan. But I feel like um, I, my, a lot of my family and, like, people from around the area just want to crash oh yeah and use my space yeah so they just want to use my space um as you know like their headquarters Mm -hmm. and I have a tiny house with one bathroom and I'm the only one that has like a you know eight to five job Mm -hmm. where I have to be up and doing things and it's just really I just don't want to encourage that to the point where my house is headquarters. Yeah. You know, like, so I'm just not hospitable. In fact, I'm really pretty hospitable with guests, but I just don't want to open the door to being like, yeah, you can come and stay here whenever you want. Yeah. Even when you're just out doing other things, just feel free to use my house. Yeah. That makes sense. I can understand that. So I, I, cause we have, I, um, because we have kids, I'm pretty careful about who we let stay here, but I, we do have a lot of people who come through, you know, on their way to Salt Lake, or they do one uh, one show here, and they just end up crashing for the night. I always think it's funny, because, like, people are like, hey, do you mind if I stay with him? Like, you can. We have six fucking kids. <laughs> so it's not like, it's not like a restful <laughs> place, but, but no, it was, and Scott was great. He, I think it's cute, because, like, even he was in the kitchen eating a bowl of cereal, and the kids, he said the kids came through, and they're just like, sup, and, like, went through. Right. And, like, they didn't even pause to be like, who the fuck are you eating our cereal? It's like, hey, man. <laughs> She's used to seeing strangers. Yeah. Um, Speaking of strangers, this would be a good opportunity to um, make a shout out to our sponsor. Yeah, let's do. And I was going to say, I'll post um, her website. Yes. uh, (laughs) As a link on our (laughs) Facebook page. So um, we can maybe generate some business for. Yes. If you need headshots or wedding pictures or um, any, anything like that, boudoir. Pick photos done. I'm sure she'd be thrilled to help you with your boudoir photos. <laughs> she would photos. love to do that for you. Um, yeah, um, just go to, uh, just Google Melanie Flower Frippen Frowell, and she comes right up when you Google that. <laughs> yeah, and I'll also put a link on yeah, her Facebook, we'll so you don't have to Google Melanie Flesser's Planet. <laughs> she's our, our sponsor, as always. Um, she's wonderful and beautiful, and she listens to this podcast so regularly. <laughs> so thank you, Melanie. All right. You, who, do you have a good person you hate this week? Okay. I have, I have a, a group. I have a subsection of humanity <laughs> that I Ooh. hate. So a couple of weeks ago, I, I had the occasion to review like a bunch of resumes. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in a hiring position in any way. So don't think that I was like looking at these to hire somebody. But I was shocked at how many women put... Um, what they call personal information on their resume, which is like married for 22 years, four kids. Yeah. 
and or like grandmother of seven. Like, why is this on your resume? Wow. And then another one, this lady listed like her work experience and one of them, she was a waitress. And then, you know, like next to the job title and when she worked it, she said, um, worked to help support my husband as he was going to college. Like, what? like she, she wanted you to know that she wasn't just like a waitress type or something, but she was a like, waitress. I was actually, I was actually helping, you know, to be, uh, what? Actually, wow. That's nuts. I was, I thought it was so crazy that you would list your marital status yeah. on your resume and that it was not one resume. No. There was like four or five out of a stack of maybe 20 wow. where they listed their marital information and their like that they had kids, how many kids they had. That's nuts. Yeah, on a work resume. And not a single dude did that. Oh, of course not. Work to support my wife while of she went through veterinary not. school. Yeah, and I was just like, hey, everybody, like, heads up, if you're listening to this, don't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I haven't been employed at a, an actual job in 100 years, and I still <laughs> wouldn't do that. My my problem, you probably have seen, the, my, like, resume always was that I couldn't help but be funny. Yeah. And I would always end up putting something kind of sarcastic on it, and no, I never got hired. I got a lot of um, call-ins for interviews, or even like two or three interviews, and the people loved me, but I never got the job, because of course I was the wrong person for it. <laughs> I was funny. I was funny and loud, and and I even had a couple people be like, you're great, I just don't think you're good for a corporate environment. And I was like, nah, that's, that's probably fair. <laughs> well, we uh, pulled out, we've been doing a lot of... Um, uh, looking at the archives at my job recently, and my coworker po- pulled out this resume that was from I think the early '70s or late '60s, and it was for this girl who wanted to be an intern, and she had been to college, so she was a college graduate, and her resume listed her height and weight. Shit! <laughs> oh wow! And I was like, oh my god! Wow! So glad we don't live in a world where I have to list my height no. and weight on my resume. Kidding. But then we pulled out these resumes from right now, right? Yeah, like current. And they're listing their marital status. I, when I first, um, like, you know, because my, I worked at home for like five years while my kids were little. And then when I first was like, all right, I have to get back out because I was self-employed, but I was like, I have to go get like a real job and get health insurance. Um, I just made up shit. I just lied on resumes and was like, employed from 2004 to 2008 at this uh, place in Tennessee. You haven't heard of it. It's fine. They went out of business. No one to contact. <laughs> Too bad. Um, but I wouldn't have put mother of three, like, that's insane. I guess which is worse, being a liar? <laughs> being a big fat liar? Well, you or? know, part of me thought, like, they're, they're, like, you know, married for 22 years, which admittedly is an accomplishment. Is you it? know? Like, is it? I was married for 12, and I can tell you, I'm not, I'm never impressed with that. When people, I feel you like. You slogged through for 12 years. You're not proud I'm of yourself. Like, whenever, you made it 12 years. I see, like, somebody post a picture of their parents, and they're like, oh my God, my parents have been together for 35 years. And I'm like, your mom has hated him for 28 of those years, for sure. Not, maybe not consecutively. Yeah. Maybe, but just spotted in there. And I always am, like, skeptical of Anybody who's, like, married for 50 years. No, I am, too. My Terrible. parents have been married for, I think, 40 years. And my every single time I have a conversation with my mother, she turns it into some way that she can cut my dad down. Yeah. yeah. You know? I don't, I don't ever meet somebody whose marriage I'm envious. I mean, I, I know people who've been married for a few years. Who I'm like, that seems like a good thing. But I've, I very rarely meet people who've been married 20, 20 years where I'm like, I hope we turned into that. I'm always like, oh, God. 
well, I hope we don't do that to each other. Like, my parents have been together for 22 years, and uh, they can't even agree. They almost they almost broke up a couple years ago over the, the coffee maker. Yeah. Like, that. Like there was so much untalked about anger and resentment that had, was just under the surface that they had this, ar- this ongoing argument about the coffee maker that nearly ended the whole thing. And I, they never said that, but just from the outside, it was like, ooh, this could... This could end this because every time they'd come over or you'd talk to them, they'd be fighting about the coffee maker and be like, still with this fucking coffee maker. Yeah, for sure. My parents have the same fight like every single day or the same set of fights. I was talking to my mom on the phone yesterday because it was Easter. And um, I was talking about how Netta Ulabi, who is the arts and culture reporter from NPR, had come to visit. And where I work was help sponsor it. And so I got to talk to her. And I said, you know, what I really appreciate appreciate about people is when they have an insatiable curiosity. So wherever they are and whoever they meet, they find a way to ask them questions about themselves and the place where they live and all that. So I was like, curiosity is so important. And my mom says, yes, and you know when your husband is no longer curious about you that the relationship is over. <laughs> like, wow. All right, because we were no way talking about it. And then then she kind of like dialed it back and was like, or in any relationship, you just need to be curious about your partner. (laughs) I was like, also professionally, it's helpful if you're really curious about the world around you. Yeah, Yeah, also that. Yeah. They do so, say, I, I read that longevity study, mm-hmm. and they were saying that the, that the relationships that did the best were the people who, um, when their partner talked, they actually made eye contact and listened, and then even 10 years down the road, those were the couples who, and I think of that a lot, like, when Dylan is super obsessed with this philosopher named Sam Harris, kind of a Noam Chomsky type, um, and he talks to me about Sam Harris so much, I kind of am sometimes like, do you want to just go and be with Sam Harris? Yeah. Like, it seems like you guys would be really happy together. But I'll catch myself just being like, uh-huh, and like kind of dialing out, you know. But I've recently started to really try to be like, mm-hmm, 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 because I think of those couples that have been together 22 years and are like, oh, my God, with the fucking Sam Harris shit again, you know. And I try to be like, this is his interest. And I'm sure he listens to me talk about God knows what for hours, couplescape probably. <laughs> <laughs> Which he still hasn't listened he to listen a to. single episode. He is not one of our sponsors, <laughs> big time. He's our producer-ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, so who do you hate? Oh, I have a good one, too, from that Saturday Late Show. Um, whenever you see a bachelorette party coming oh. into a comedy show, everybody always cringes. But I actually do really well with bachelorette parties because, especially if I'm hosting, I call them out early so that they know I'm keeping an eye on them. And I tease them a little bit just so that they, like, but enough to make them love me, like, about about marriage, about dicks, you know. I include them just enough in the show that they, feel, like, feel a little heard. But then I also, like, then they know that I'm going to be like, shut the fuck up. Because they're going to be awful. They right. always are awful. Right. They always, they're never not awful. So um, there was a big bachelorette party that came in. But I was able to really quickly kind of, like... So I, I, you'd think that that would be my people I hate, but they actually were pretty fun. There, there was one girl who fell asleep at one point um, and who like was yelling stuff out and then fell asleep. And I was just like, this is beautiful. Um, and she kept talking to the show and I was able to shut her up by being like, if you'll shut the fuck up through the rest of the show, I promise I'll hold your hair later when, you, when you're puking. <laughs> and she never, she never spoke up again. 
Um, there's a couple of broy tables in the back who you think those who are who I hated, but same thing. I told them I they kept talking, kept talking, and I finally was like, I was like, look, any any guy in cargo shorts here. Uh, I promise you an over-the-pants handy if you can just shut the fuck up for the rest of the show. They shut the fuck up. I didn't I didn't deliver on that promise. But, like, yes. I was able to, like, engage. Yeah, I didn't say when. Maybe. Sometime. But I was able to, like, keep everybody involved. But before the show, um, I have a lot of weird extended step family. So this woman who is my step-step-aunt, if that makes sense. No. It doesn't. Just no. trust me on that. Sure. She's my step-aunt's sister in law. <laughs> so I don't know what that is. She's so no relation. She I think comes, that's no relation. No relation. But she comes to a lot of family parties. I, you know, we know each other very well. She, I saw her before the show and she's like, Oh, we came to see you do comedy with my son and my son's girlfriend. And I was like, Oh, wonderful. She is, she and her son and the son's girlfriend, they're like the, I would assume like normally really sweet, really super upstanding people. Like you know, good breeding types, you know, they're like, my family is trailer trash. That side of the family, they have money. They're decent people. And, um, she and her son and her son's girlfriend, they were sitting right in the front. They talked loudly through the whole fucking show. And I called them out a couple different times. Like every other table I was, I was able to corral and be like, Hey, bachelor party, knock it off. And they'd shut up. Hey, broy frat party in the back. Shut up. They'd shut up for a bit. They fucking talked the entire time. And I like the the cocktail waitresses went over and were awesome. We were like, shut the fuck up. We went over and we're like politely like shut up. I went over at one point and was like, hey, I need you guys to be quiet. Like you're you're embarrassing me. In in when I got up in between comedians, I was like, it's ridiculous that my family's here and they're being the worst people here. So I like really clearly called them out. Um, continued to talk through the whole thing. Finally, the headliner gets up. And he, he's like, I want you guys to leave. I want you to leave. You're being terrible. He was like, who's here just to see me? Like 40 people clapped. He's like, these people paid just to see me. Will you guys please leave? And they were like, fuck you. No, we're not fucking going anywhere. Like shit talking like crazy. He's like, he's like, who here in the audience wants these people to leave? The whole crowd just screams and is yelling. Um, my aunt, my step, step aunt gets up and is like, She's like, fuck you, fuck this. She leaves. The son and the son's girlfriend. So the son's girlfriend is just, if you can picture the, just like the quintessential blonde entitled white girl, like just the, the exactly what you think of when you're like, oh yeah, that she's like tossing her hair and is like, we don't have to go anywhere. We paid our $12 like everybody else. And if we want to sit and talk through this, we can. And the headliner's like, but why would you? You know, you're at a comedy show. Go sit on the patio and talk if you guys want to talk. Like, people are trying to listen. You're being really disrespectful. And she was just like, fuck you. I don't care. Then the boyfriend the, the boyfriend uh, threatened to fight the headliner. Was like, go fucking kick your ass. And then he was, she was like, bring it. Bring it. She offered to fight the headliner. They just were the most terrible people wow. ever. And she w- they wouldn't leave. And if he was even like, I will refund your money. Go up front, tell them to refund your money. I'll pay for it out of pocket. We all want you to leave. You're monsters. And that, I have seen that happen three times in comedy where um, either I or another headliner was like, please leave. You need to leave right now. We don't want you here. And the person was like, no, I'm staying. And I can't imagine being the kind of person who's like, you don't want me here. I don't actually even want to be here, but I'm staying. 
Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, what Speaking is- of marriage. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? Better than leaving? I'm just going to stay here and make you miserable. Right. You think I can't? This is long haul shit, man. That is good revenge, really. That is the best revenge. Yeah, that's one I haven't tried. <laughs> Like, you always say success is the best revenge, but really, staying in failure and making someone else stay with you is the best revenge. Dragging somebody somebody all the way down. But she... Yeah, that's horrendous. And then, so the show ends, and it really, that was the worst show I've ever been a part of. It was so brutal. It was a disaster. I'm standing out, I'm like standing in the front kind of saying goodbye to people, and I'm just like frazzled. They come up and they're like, we had a great time. That was so fun. What in the what? In the were fuck? they really drunk? They were pretty drunk, but I've. I mean, not that that's an excuse. I've been plenty of drunk many of times. Many of times. <laughs> I yeah. I can't say that I would ever behave that way, drunk or not. But I'm just curious if they were just so blotto that they didn't even. They were pretty drunk and loud, but um, and I, a lot of times I do have this other trick that I do, which I didn't do. I didn't do with them because I didn't think it would work. Sometimes when they have a heckler like that. I just, I'm really nice to them, and I'm like, hey, get this table around of shots. And then I just keep sending them shots until they're so drunk they have to go fucking leave. Like, I'll send, like, four, three or four. Um, my friend Dave Ross, who's a really funny comedian, taught me that, and I've seen it used, like, to perfection, where somebody's drunk and they're being an asshole, so you just get them so drunk that they have to go home or they have to go puke. And you're just like, here's another shot. Hey, man, thanks, thanks so much for coming down. You're great. Here's another shot. But I had the feeling that if I did that, they just wouldn't drink them, and right. then they would continue to sip their cosmopolitans and be like, "Fuck you, fuck this." Right. You guys aren't funny. The girl, the girl kept going during the comedians. You're boring. Oh. I mean, what kind of? Then you, leave. Then leave. Yeah, and like, I felt bad for that. Nobody likes you either. There was too many comedians, and people were burnt out, and it was it was not a well put together show. But at the same time, if you're like, oh, I don't want to sit through any more of this, you go, you leave. You don't sit there and tell people how boring they are. It was, yeah. That was a that was a the most annoyed I've been at a comedy show in a very long time. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Well, so, I'm glad I came to the eight o'clock show because yeah. it seems like that stuff happens later, more frequently. But yeah. I did like I was out, I was back in the back talking to you, and I saw the bachelorette party came in, came oh. in, and you were like, "No, it's no big deal," which apparently it isn't. I'm in the wine business, and we had to. We have a strict no bachelorette policy mm. because bachelorettes on wine tasting tours is about the worst thing ever. Oh, I can imagine. And we had a couple of incidents with bachelorette parties where they pull up in a giant bus or whatever, Ooh. and they're just, you know, totally drunk. And I don't know what it is about women in groups, but they're the worst people oh, on the yeah. planet. Oh, yeah. And so we have, we actually have a no bachelorette policy. Like you cannot <laughs> even come in the door. You will be, you know, like have a really fun time on your tour. Mm-hmm. We don't want you here. I, I've worked clubs where they have that rule, too, yeah. where they don't allow bachelorette parties. Um, I, I'm probably the only comedian I know that does not hate them. But it's, it's because I've ha- had enough experience with it where I've, I've learned how to, as a host at least, um, or even, as a, even when I'm just, it's just me, like if I'm featuring a headline, like I, I've been pretty good about like including them just enough that they'll be like, whoa, bachelorette party, but then also shut the fuck up. Um, but I don't know. I don't know very many other comedians who aren't don't just loathe them, 
and cringe immediately when they see them come in. Right. Because they're well, terrible. It, like, you know, I, for us, the there's worst... just no value in it. Because no. it, like, ruins everybody else's experience yeah. who, like, is actually there to participate or to yeah. enjoy something. And they, like, they just kill everything. They do. That's what they do to comedy, too. Yeah. Some of the worst experiences I've had in my life have been in bachelorette parties where yeah. I was there, and but... Um, Either at like the sober one, or even when I was younger, I would always end up being like the mom one, you know, and driving everybody and being just like, you guys are horrible people. I really don't understand the culture of it. Mm-mm. And and I will not participate in the antics. I mean, I think I'm probably at the age now where I don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I did, um, my sister got married about three years ago, and um, I... I did like a bachelorette weekend at the lake with her, but when they all did the like let's go carousing, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm not going. I do yeah. not. I don't. I'm not interested in wearing a penis hat. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to wear a tiara. I don't want to wear a feather boa. Oh, the worst is when they do those like scavenger hunts where you're supposed to get like pictures of people's dick and like people's un- or men's underwear, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. No. I'm not talking to strange men. And, and even when I was 21 de- through 27. Was not my scene at all. Yeah, and my and I just, hate those people. My sister just got married and I went for like the, the, she had the bridal party first with like the little old ladies and stuff. And I went for that. And then afterward, it, the way they set it up was nice. Was like first was like a, a calm party and just kind of poolside at like this, uh, this um, nice hotel. And then afterward, all the young girls went drinking and went crazy. And I was just like, have fun. Yeah. Bye. And, but I was like, I have, I, there's no way I'm not doing that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good. Well, well, good couple skate, John. Yeah. I feel like we bitched about a lot of things. Yeah, I think we kind of got the energy up again. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. We did. Yeah. Because yeah. it's Monday, and now we got yeah. the whole week to go, and <laughs> it's still your spring break with six kids. Apparently, no, they split three, it up. Three went back to school, but my boys have this week off, too. They have two weeks off for spring break. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. That's a special school, or? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. They They... It's more like year-round school. Oh, They okay. only have, um, I think, six weeks off for summer instead of whatever it is, usually 12. Um, but it is nice. You have two weeks off for Christmas. You have two weeks off for fall break, for spring break. They have all sorts of breaks. Yeah. They're always breaking. Good. So it is kind of nice, but um, I don't know. I was supposed to go to L.A. today, and then I was like, no, I want to stay home and be with my kids. And by 11 a.m., I was like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Can you guys stop farting on each other and punching each other? I wanted some quality time, and I forgot what, that this is what it's like. <laughs> no, it's been it's been very sweet. Uh, we'll do another one. I'm around for a little bit. So That's exciting, yeah. yeah. And we've got we've got a couple in the bank, so we'll be rolling them out and check they us out like on Facebook, Facebook and check us out on I don't know Google search or something. <laughs> I haven't, I've actually been tweeting a little bit. I saw that. Yeah, what's your Twitter name? Um, Zazel Zoo. Z-A-Z-E-L-Z-H-O-O. Yeah, it's terrible. But you know what? It's what happens when you set up a Twitter account in 2010 just so that you can look at one, yeah. like, one person that you wanted to look at, and then you don't use it for, what, six years? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I have this Twitter account. And so... Yeah, mine is I Am A Road Trip, yeah. which was the name of one of my first books, which was garbage. And now people are like, what's the, what's your Twitter handle about? I'm like, nothing. I mean, yeah. that's what it's about. I'm a comic and I go on the road. I, I do a lot of traveling is why. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, All right, well, stupid. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, check out our Facebook page, and we hope you have a lovely, lovely week. Bye. Bye.